Welcome to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, seven figure real estate investor and entrepreneur. This is your chance to gain insight and connect with women who are earning seven figures or who have a portfolio of assets in the multiple seven figures. We'll be focusing on how to get you to your next level. Think of this podcast like your new circle of friends cheering you on. From setting your mindset to developing financial goals, formulating plans, and how to make it happen. Secrets of Seven Figure Women exist to inspire you to work on your financial future and build a legacy. Wondering how other women have done it? Learn directly about their systems, structure, and how they're choosing to have an impact. If you're motivated, driven to succeed, and want the steps to learn more, we'll discuss how you can take control of your financial future without anyone holding you back. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome back to Secrets of Seven Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, and I am so honored today to have Jeanette Blissett with us here. Jeanette is, she's an investor, entrepreneur, mindset coach, and business strategist, mentor, and she's also the founder of Next Chapter Experience LLC. Her first book, Blissful Leadership, was really inspired by Jeanette's real-life experiences. She worked in corporate America for over 30 years. She has sales, marketing, management, and uh, leadership experience. What I love about Jeanette is that she has a fun and positive outlook. She's got great insights on taking the road less traveled, and also that she decided that she wanted to stop trading time for dollars. Jeanette is amazing. She is sharing her experience, knowledge, and expertise with the world. She just launched her own podcast back in May, The Next Chapter Experience, really to highlight everyday people doing extraordinary things to serve their community and the world. So Jeanette, she's now focusing on creating, teaching, learning, and consulting as a trusted resource. Jeanette is passionate about meeting people where they are and helping them achieve their own expression of success in their current as well as their next chapter. So now you know why I've invited Jeanette on today's show. I'm so grateful actually for technology. (laughs) As I sit here in Canada, Jeanette is coming to us from Phoenix, Arizona, and she lives there with her fur baby, Jada Bear. So Jeanette, welcome to the show. I would love to get started and just hear more about your background as we kick things off here. It's great. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you today. I love the fact that we're, you know, miles and miles apart and technology gives us availability to connect like this is fantastic. Yes, it's, uh, I am grateful for that for sure. (laughs) So tell us a bit more, Jeanette, what did I miss? You know, what, uh, what else should we know about you? Hmm. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. Uh, however, you know, where it all started was, um, I believe, you know, not to you know, give you a long and drawn out story, but uh, my parents immigrated to the United States and um, we landed in the Bronx, New York. You know, so I grew up in the Bronx and um, enjoyed living in public housing <laughs> and enjoyed, you know, the public school system. And I, you know, I give them all the credit in the world. I know they sometimes get beat up a little bit, you know, uh, but the reality is, is that you have to basically make uh, lemonade out of lemons, you know. So I took advantage of anything that, that was offered to me during those years of growing up. So growing up in New York was, you know, interesting. And uh, one of the things I appreciated most is that during those times, they were really focused on trying to develop um, young minds and try to tap into their talents and things like that. So at an early age, you know, I was identified as someone who could be academically gifted, 
but also artistic, you know, so I had the actual balance of right and left brain as I was growing up. And then, of course, as things go on, you know, went on, I went on to college, you know, Drexel University in Pennsylvania and experienced life away from New York, which was, you know, mind boggling for me. And, um, you know, from there, I, you know, I just jumped into a career. I mean, that's what we're taught to do, you know, go to school, get your education, get your degree, get a job. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. And you know what I love that uh, we share that, that we share, you know, I also was in the public school system. And I think when we look at experience and where we end up in life, we just have to take whatever opportunity, whatever education, et cetera, that we are given, right? And and learn from it and then grow from it. So I, I love that uh, you shared that as well. doesn't matter where we start, right? It really doesn't. I know, uh, I don't know, some some folks have issues with it, um, depending on their background. And um, of course, their ethnic background plays a big role in how they perceive the world. And, and um, as I was growing up and observing my mother, you know, uh, we were raised by my mom primarily. And there's five of us, you know, five girls in the family. So she had her hair, her hands full, especially with all of us with all this hair. <laughs> You know, it's kind of interesting, but the reality is is, is that she always had a, a an outlook, you know, that you had to be positive and optimistic about your future. And she called it um, scoperamic, you know, to see all things, you know, that was her word, scoperamic. And she really, really hammered that down, look beyond the obvious. And that kept us all very elevated in terms of what we um, saw as the possibilities for our future. Hmm. That's so interesting that you bring that up. And I, and I love that, you know, your mom instilled that in you to look beyond, you know, to see what else is possible out there. I really uh, appreciate you sharing that great advice your mom gave you. So tell me a bit more what, you know, you decided to go out and get a job. And so you obviously worked in corporate America for a long time. What made you decide to change? Because I know you stopped trading time for dollars, right? Which is a goal for many people. <laughs> you know, what was it that made that shift for you? This shift happened actually while I was there, you know, in the corporate environment. And uh, I had the opportunity to move from what was called an entrepreneurial opportunity within the company. You know, I was an insurance agent and actually owned my own insurance uh, company or agency, if you will, connected to this one particular company. And they observed me, they observed my successes and achievements, not only with the business, but also in the community that I was living in at that time, it was Des Moines, Iowa. You know, so here I am from the Bronx, New York, <laughs> and end up in Des Moines, Iowa, okay? So yeah. long and the short of it is that uh, the company I was working with offered me an opportunity to join their leadership team, and I did that. So I made that shift from entrepreneur or business owner on the what they call the dark side, <laughs> you know, leadership. <laughs> it was a culture shock for me. Because I was used to doing my own thing, being creative, being innovative and things of that nature. And I noticed that there were limitations around that. But I hung in there, you know, learned the ropes as best I could, identified some mentors that helped me to really understand the corporate, you know, culture and the corporate psyche. And it took me a while to get comfortable. And then they offered me an opportunity to move to Phoenix, Arizona. And I, mm. I jumped at that opportunity. And I loved it in Phoenix. But then they said, we've got another opportunity for you. Guess where it's at? <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> uh, 
But I left kicking and screaming because I love the desert. I discovered that I absolutely love, love, mm. love living in the desert. So I went to Indianapolis and I did my tour of duty there. And then they said, oh, guess what, Jeanette? We were organizing your entire mm. department. You won't have a job. You'll have to interview for another position um, in our new locations. They gave me some choices and Phoenix was one of the choices. I'm like, hallelujah. So <laughs> that, that is when I learned intentionality. I learned to focus, being mindful, being very intentional. I learned about the law of attraction because I wanted the position Mm. back in Phoenix. And it took me maybe around, mm, I'm going to say about four or five months before it became a reality. And, you know, my director called me and I was in Ohio working at the time. He said, guess what? We have selected you for the position in Phoenix, Arizona. Stars lined up. The company moved me, you know, Jada Beer and all. And I was like, <laughs> hallelujah. Okay, here I am. So I get here and loving it, loving my team, loving the work, loving my business partners. But there's always one or two people getting away. I'm like, you know what? No. <laughs> no, not this time. Yeah. So I just decided, you know, I said, well, you know, I'm going to put my head down and come to grips with what my skill sets are, what I believe I can do. And um, start, you know, being more intentional. But at the same time, Sarah, I was looking at how are my finances stacking up? How am I really going to prepare myself for this? Meanwhile, rewinding for a second, I went through a divorce. Okay. And I ended up, I'm going to be very personal here, paying alimony. I said, you know, I'm going to make some lemonade out of this. Yeah. I did. And I made a decision. I said, when I reach this number, I'm O-U-T. Oh. Yep. And I, I'm ready to, to begin my next chapter. And that's what I did. I just put my nose down. I realized I had some really good saving habits, some really good invest, investing habits. And I continue to focus, you know, on, on, on those things, things that were in my control. You know, right. the market goes up and down. You have to deal with all of that. But when it was up, I'm like, yes, hallelujah. And um, <laughs> I hired a financial advisor to help me along the way. And um, I landed where I needed to, to, to land. And I made my decision. I said, you know, the timing is 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 right. You know, so that was the, the shift was I love the shift because I felt like I was in total control. Whereas in the corporate environment, you're not so much, you know, you do your thing within your, the parameters they give you. But there's always a reminder Right. Yes. No, I love that, you know, you say that you took control, right? And that you did what you needed to do. You made a decision, you set your goal, you went forward with it, you got help where you needed to get a financial advisor. You know, and I think for a lot of women too, that's that's something that's so important, right? To know that we are in control, you know, and how do we, you know, ensure that we do have that control, that we're financially secure, that we can take care of ourselves, that that we can make things happen for our own future. I also like what you said, Jeanette, you know, talking about the law of attraction. How did you, how do you use that currently? And how are you, you know, how did you use that in the past? Tell me a bit more about that. Well, one of the things I kept on thinking about, and this is when I was in, uh, in Indianapolis, I just kept on thinking about what I wanted. And I'm one who will always go out for resources when I need to. And I, by way of through through a mentor connected with a professional coach, first time in my career that I actually actually had a professional coach. 
and we talked about what it was I wanted, what my life vision was. <laughs> and she said, okay, yeah. you need to really, you know, get clear on this, Jeanette. And I have to tell you, it took me so long to write four or five sentences. It took me months. I don't know why. But as soon as I actually wrote those sentences down, immediately mm. things started happening. That clarity just, just really, really moved, removed all the haziness. And it was very clear on what I wanted for my life in terms of just my environment, people I associated with. And um, I just simply wanted a diverse community of exchange, collaboration, and support. And I actually verbalized that on my LinkedIn page, actually. And when really? I, did, okay. I started to meet people from diverse backgrounds and I started to get that support network going and there was a lot of you know interchange, a lot of collaboration. So I realized something at that moment that I have to get clarity. Mm -hmm. And once I'm clear, I can work towards it. And that was kind of the beginning. Now, I'm not, I'm not a really big on the law of attraction from the standpoint of studying it. But sure. one of the things that I realized during that period of time when I made my decision about uh, wanting to land in Phoenix, <laughs> you know, these corporate, you know, um, they give you these corporate laptops. And every time you um, it's idle for a certain amount of time, you have to re-enter your password. Yeah. <laughs> so I created a <laughs> password, you know, that I would have to re-enter probably 20 to 50 times a day, practically. And that password was the password that was the, the pathway to Phoenix. Mm. And I just, you know, honestly, I just, I believed that that was one of the things that guided me. It's not like it happened magically. It reminded me of what my goal was, what my objectives were. And it kept me in a mindset of achieving, of just doing the best that I could being resourceful, being supportive to others, being collaborative, and all those kind of things. And I, I, I'd imagine they say success leaves clues. That was being observed by others. Mm. And I think that's what allowed things to happen for me. So now I just take that type of framework and apply it in other areas from a wellness standpoint, because I, I, I enjoy keeping a certain, <laughs> a certain, you know, physique, if you will, which was a big transformation for me because for many years I carried extra weight. It was like having a friend or backpack on your back. You know, my mother would say, how's the weight? Like, how's Jackie? I'm like, how's the weight? I'm like, oh, wow. so I got after it and worked on it and became a reality. So now wellness is, is, is part of my priorities as well. Uh, so it's just, it all comes, it just came together just beautifully. Really if, for anybody listening here, as I, I'm looking at Jeanette on Zoom here and she is cut. <laughs> She has, I can see her biceps and her shoulders. So she is, uh, she is fit. Now she's posing for me. <laughs> so, um, but it is great to see. And I think I like what you say. Once you got clarity, things start to come together. The diverse community, creativity, collaborating, focusing on your own health, which is such a priority. And I think, you know, a lot of women, we don't always prioritize that until a certain point. We say, you know what, we've got to make that change. So, so tell me more about what day-to-day -day looks like for you now. You know, what are you focused on currently? Projects that you're working on or fun collaborations are having. What Tell, right. tell us a bit more about what, uh, what you're working on currently. Well, one of the things that I enjoy most about uh, my lifestyle now is um, I'm time rich. Mm -hmm. I'm time rich to structure my day any way I want to. Um, I focus on the business. You know, I, I just... Um, 
published that book, Blissful Leadership, and um, also started the podcast station. So I'm engrossed in really learning. I love learning and I love staying relevant. So I'm focused on really sharing with others, you know, how to, to conceive the future, you know, based on aspirations. You know, so my day-to-day, you know, generally looks like um, it's relaxed. I love peace. (laughs) I love Zen, you know, and I just bring on my day. You know, I'm an early bird. I've been up since probably about 4.45 a.m. I get up like that every every morning, you know, (laughs) for whatever the reason be. (laughs) You know, I don't know if that's corporate training or just an internal thing. I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it starts really early. And I just take stock, you know, of the day from the sunrise you know, and just really um, in the moment. So it's almost like a meditation in the morning. You know, I play med- meditation music. And then I, you know, I, I take stock of the day. What are my commitments, you know, for the day? And um, then what are the things that I know I want to accomplish for the day? Um, be it working on the podcast, promoting my book, or working on other elements that I'm developing at the present time. I am working on some coursework, you know, in the area of blissful living to focus Mm. on wellness, to focus on mindset and to focus on wealth. And I'd like Mm. to teach other women, you know, how to get themselves centered and make some decisions about what they want their future to look like and to let them know it can be whatever you want it to be. It just takes uh, taking a step back and assessing where you are and um, then declaring what you want and then taking the steps. You know, I believe in a culture of progress. So every day I try to make a little progress on something that I'm working on. And, and then, of course, you know, I do Zumba. <laughs> I love Zumba. I love the Zumba work. You know, I used to own a fitness studio here in, um, in Mesa, Arizona, my first tour of duty in Phoenix, if you will. As I was working in this leadership position, I kind of missed the entrepreneurial side of things. So I mm. opened up a women's fitness studio called Fit and Fabulous. And Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I love and I had that for three years and they dragged me out of here and sent me to Indiana. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, the fitness piece is part of my day. You know, I just believe in, first of all, you know, moving your body. Okay. On a daily basis, either steps or, you know, cause I do step now, step aerobics now, but also on um, Zumba, you know, and then, and then I do a little bit of cycle on my Peloton, you know, but that's indoor. And then I believe in eating food that serves you well. Mm-hmm. And I believe in drinking water, how much water your body and weight divided by two in ounces, you know, and um, generally my days unfold like that. But then I spend some time with people like you and others who reach out to me, especially um, young women who are interested in, in doing something other than what they think they've been educated to do. And most of these young ladies want to be entrepreneurs, you know, so I kind of structure my day to make time to give back to them. And then explore, because I'm always looking for interesting guests for my podcast. So, and they just pop up out of nowhere. I love it. (laughs) In all different genres of life, you know, so it's exciting. I love that. No, I love that you are time rich and, you know, that you are spending your days doing things that are important to you, right? That you're prioritizing your day-to-day life with the people you want to spend time with doing the, the projects and things you're passionate about and, and giving back. I mean, it's such an important piece, you know, as we become successful to give back to our communities and other, other people, other women. So I love that about you. 
I'd like to do more of that, you know, in the future, you know, once my business is fully established mm-hmm. and I'd love to be able to, to start some type of foundation. Mm. What do you think it would focus on? I'm just curious. Do you have any ideas what you think you would? <laughs> well, primarily, I think helping people to people, mostly women, maybe a few good men, you just never sure. Know. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) And there's a few good ones out there. Yes, of course. (laughs) Mostly uh, women. And the ages, I'm not sure of, because there's so many influences um, for the different generations and social media. You know, many want celebrity and they're trying desperately to, you know, to fit some type of, I don't know, model for that. But I'm interested in women who want to have freedom. Either it's personal freedom or financial freedom to do the things that they have um, a passion to do or they feel is their calling and mm. help them to identify those things and then simply let it rip. That's kind of, you know, the way I see it. Uh, you know, I interact with some young women and young women to me would be women in their 30s. Those mm. who graduate from college or in the, they're in that range, you know, the, the age, age range. And many of them or just want to do something that's more significant than what Mm. they're doing and um, trying to find their way. Some of them have stumbled into some things that um, they're trying to monetize, but don't know how to go about doing it. And that's another Mm. way that I can support them and helping them to organize themselves from a business perspective and understand the commitment they're going to need to have to their business and the order of things that they're going to need to be committed to in order to make it a general um, revenue producing, you know, operation. So as I do what I will, will be sharing with them and I have success with it, I'll be able to share with them through my personal experiences. Would you say, you know, or what would you share, you know, two or three areas, if there is somebody that's listening today that thinks I do want to have more time freedom, or I do want to think about transitioning out of the corporate world, you know, what are a couple of ideas you might share with them to get them on that right path? Well, I'm putting you on the spot, but. (laughs) Well, I'm, you know, not that I spent hours thinking about this, but um, understanding the realities around that, because you have to earn a living some kind of way you know, in this world, you know, and that's a reality. I am a person who believes in planning, I guess, because of my background, you know, I I spent decades in on the financial services arena and have designations from the American college, you know, in financial planning. So for me, it has to be realistic, you know, so I look at, you know, I help them look at where they currently are. You know, in, in all things, you know, it's yeah. simple things like, you know, what's your, your expenses like? What are the things that you, you know, are, are must haves for you? What does your credit look like? What will you need in terms of income, you know, and then what would be your freedom metric? What amount of money would set you free from what you're doing? And then I, you know, work on the mindset. Is, is this really what you want? Do you have support in this area? What kinds of elements could get in your way or create obstacles for you. You know, if they're single, that's one thing. If they're married, that's another thing. If they're married with children, that's another thing. If they're single, raising their family, that's another thing. So with me, it's, it's not about jumping in the parachute will open or jumping in the net should appear. I believe in making sure that the darn thing's going to open or the net's going to be there from a realistic standpoint. You know, so with me, that's just how I function. Now, others might say, oh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to let it rip. I'm like, okay. You know, 
let's let's do that. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but my counsel would be to really look at where you are and get yourself prepared to take that step. So the preparation piece would be important, you know, to be, to consider. And then the the actual mindset in terms of understanding what it's going to take. And then, of course, dealing with other obstacles like the imposter syndrome. Am I worthy of doing this? You know, what if I do this? What will people think, say, or do, and things of that nature to get them out of that cycle of that monkey talk in their brains? Yeah. You know? Because one of the things that helped me was, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but um, I silenced that. How? Tell us how. That. I just, um, I don't know if it's a man. I've been doing it for quite a, a long time. That's why it's difficult for me to articulate this. But I think it's it started, it kind of was triggered when I was going through that divorce that I talked about. And when I would hear his talk, I would think, does he really think I believe what he's saying? Well, I, mm. This is very interesting. So one of the things that I told him was, I know that I'm worthy. And the look on his face was shock. And once I made that trigger and transformed my mindset, it shut down the monkey talk for some reason. Mm. So I knew I was capable. I knew I was worthy. So anytime I start to hear a voice, either I turn it down or off or just don't hear it at all. And that's allowed me to, to move forward. No, I'm not perfect. Every now and then I'll get this little... Little little voice that I'm like, no, stop it. As my mother would tell us when we were running around the house, you know, all five of us, she would say, stop it. You know, and I just stop <laughs> it. <laughs> and I just don't hear it, you know, and I continue to move forward because anything is possible. Anything is possible if you believe. And I, I honestly do believe that, you know, so that I would, would advise developing a mindset of listening to what you are telling yourself. If you're here telling yourself, I can't do that, I'll never be anything, yeah. or I'm not worthy of that, and things of that nature, that's difficult to overcome. You have to be aware of that, of how you yes. talk to yourself. And um, that's why I said, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, because when I'm not hearing any voices, I'm thinking, hmm, <laughs> 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 what's wrong with me? You know, that type of thing. But it served me well. So I just continued that path. And um, yeah, I, there are frustrations. You know, there's no question about that, but I have to take a deep breath and realize what's happening in the moment and cause myself to do this. Yes. And to calm myself, calm myself down yeah. and maybe even just give it, a, give, give it a moment. And generally that passes. I'm able to move forward with clarity, with calmness and understanding that, yeah, okay, this didn't work out exactly the way you thought it was going to. Just chill, baby doll. Everything. <laughs> you know, I so right now I can, yeah. see, I can feel it right now, you know, how it feels when I'm in those moments and when I do the Zen sign to myself and just say, calm down, baby doll, it's going to be fine. I love that. Yeah, and I can see it in you. I can see it in your eyes as you're, you know. Just work through it. Sharing this. Work through it. But mindset is everything for me. It's just everything. Tell me more about, you know, mindset. Tell me more about, you know, how you approach it. You know, what you're saying to yourself or what. Just tell me more about your insight on that. Well, you know, it's interesting because I have not spent a lot of time studying it. I, I guess on my own study, if you will. 
But first of all, I I, um, I just learned that you have to control the controllables. Yeah. You know, so I try not to get too bogged down in things that I don't have control of. I was just going to say, so what, um, just as you say, you don't hear the the negative, you know, self-talk. Are you saying positive things or you, do you have a mantra set up or things that you say to yourself? Is there other positive self-talk that's happening? Well, you, well, one of the phrases that I coined many years ago was adaptability is the new currency. Hmm. You know, you have to be adaptable. You have to put yourself in the, in the position to be able to respond in a positive way and be adaptable to things that may change. And that adaptability mindset has helped me, you know, in times of, of stress, especially when I, when things were completely out of my control. Yeah. And I, and I realized that, you know, so I'm less inclined to be affected by things that others would find like completely annoying. Well, I get annoyed. There's no question about that. But then I have to tell myself it's going to be okay, baby doll. Just you're going to be fine. So I'm just basically a positive person. I don't, I wake up positive, you know, I'm not looking for the negative, but okay, let me ask you this, answer this question um, in a different way. The things that you take in can impact your mindset. So many, many, many years ago, I decided to reduce the amount of distractions that I have around me. So I stopped watching TV and I stopped watching the news. And how I control that is that I read what I'm interested in reading about. So I don't let the breaking news or whatever is on everyone else's mind to interrupt my day. I, I simply don't allow that. You know, I yeah. don't watch the news. I, I watch very little TV and I select what I'm interested in in terms of letting information in. It sounds to some people, they think I'm very isolated, but I'm not. I, I read the New York Times every Sunday and that's how I get my information. And if there's anything that I'm really curious about, then I will research it and get the information, extract the information I need. So therefore my environment stays much more controlled to a certain extent, which to my mom's you know, chagrin, she, she, she doesn't understand why I don't know what's going on in the world. I said, I do, but I take it in on my time, not on no. someone else's time and their agenda. You know, so that helps me to stay in a certain perspective in terms of my mindset, continue to move forward, you know, not to say that I am oblivious to what's happening, but there is nothing I can do about an earthquake in Zimbabwe. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, not that I don't care, but it's just that I have to stay focused, you know, on what I'm trying to impact. And um, that helps me from a mindset standpoint to stay in what I would when I was working in corporate. And I would say to my team, stay in the pocket. Yeah. Just stay where you need to be in the pocket, okay, and um, move forward. And that helps me to, um, to, you know, to keep all things positive. It's just really uh, just another way of thinking, looking at everything in sort of a more uh, scoperamic perspective, as my mother would, would tell us to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then structure helps, you know, so you have a little bit less opportunity to, to fall completely, you know, on the other side of the tracks, if you will, just having a little bit of structure at least helps me to stay in the pocket. You know, though I'm time rich and people think, oh, you got all the time of the day. Well, yeah, it seems that way, but I would like my days to be productive. Yeah. 
And I think I love that stay in the pocket. That's it reinforces that focus on what is important, which is you, the things that are important to you, where you're trying to have impact. Like you say, be productive. You're not wasting, for example, an hour a day watching the news, worrying about things that, like you say, don't you don't have control over. So I just I love that stay in the pocket. <laughs> well, it's a little bit of a you know frustration for everyone else when I don't know what's going on. But when I listen to them and they're telling me all this stuff, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm going like this. Looking at my yeah. watch, you know, I had to figure out how long can I make myself available to this type of conversation. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the news either. I have to usually text or call the neighbor to say what's happening with, uh, you know, whatever's going on. Like, are the kids going to school or not going to school? <laughs> We're still in lockdown here. So, <laughs> but oh, okay. anyhow, somebody will tell me at some point when the kids can go back to school. So. So Jeanette, what is next for you? Like when we think about your vision, where you're going, what is the next, I don't know, big goal you have, or, you know, aside from the foundation that we talked about, what else is next for you? Well, you know, I've been thinking about that most recently because I'm putting together a a virtual team of of, uh, outsourced doers, you know, who will help Mm -hmm. me to further develop my brand, you know, further develop the products that, you know, that I'm looking to market and to help um, women, you know, who are interested, you know, in, in having, you know, uh, freedom, basically, yeah. in their life and peace and joy and things of that nature. You know, outside of that, though, is the design side, you know, because I enjoy art, I enjoy design, and I, <laughs> I've been designing these bottles, recycled bottles and designing uh, graphics to go on these bottles. And I've tested it and I've gone out, you know, to the market, the farmer's market and sold some of these bottles that I designed. I mean, they're just oh. bottles, you know, and <laughs> folks seem to like them, you know, so I'd like to spend some time developing a little bit more of my creative side, you know, mm-hmm. from a design aspect and um, my designs on bottles for some reason is, is catching on. So that's one thing. But then, you know, I have an interest in um, investing and mm-hmm. um, I'm looking into cryptocurrencies and I'm actually involved in cryptocurrency. I bought some this morning, you know, so, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, so to even out my portfolio. So yes. uh, to become a more well-versed and um, have a deeper understanding of the value of digital currencies and what it will look like in the future, I'm spending some time in that space. So for me, what's next is to develop a level of understanding that I can share with other people who are interested, you know, in learning about um, cryptocurrencies and how to, you know, how to figure out what's the best approach, you know, for themselves if they're looking to diversify their investment portfolios. So I don't know exactly where that's going to take me, but I'm just interested from a personal perspective as to um, what the future could possibly look like as it relates to digital currencies. That's fascinating. I guess there's, like you say, there's always something new that we can be learning, right? We can always be expanding uh, based on our past experience, but to continue to be a student, I think, right? Even as we're helping others. Yeah, that's really important. But the big dream that I have, um, I went to this. (laughs) Tell us. I went to this this, this, um, spa in um, Catalina, Arizona called Mm Maraval. My girlfriend invited uh, five of us to go. 
And I went and, you know, it's a very, very sort of Zen-like place. It's in the desert. It's, it's, they say it's located in a vortex, which has all kind of healing and energy properties. And it's a beautiful thing. So I availed myself to readings, you know, by some of the gifted spiritual folks that were there. And two of them told me that they saw me returning to Merival to actually facilitate a women's seminar. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> well, let us know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and at that time, I, that blew my mind. And I thought, but now I see it, that it's extremely possible. So that's a big, big deal that I'm going to put some intentionality around, let's just say. I love it. Well, you, you have a seminar there and let us know. My big vision is to run masterminds on a yacht. <laughs> so, so, so maybe you and I will have to let people know when we're running these uh, oh, events because absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure we will have people that would love to um, spend time with you and learn more from you. And um, yeah. What would you leave somebody with today? You know, is there a secret that you would share based on where you are getting to the success that you've had and also the time wealth, which I, I think is so important. What tips would you leave somebody with or, you know, a secret? Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good question. One of the things that I've told my nephew who's extremely talented is that he's standing in his own acres of diamonds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would, for some reason, the people that I meet are extraordinary, just extraordinary people, but sometimes they don't feel like they are. And I was one of them. You know, I said, yeah, I do this, I do that, no big deal, that type of thing. But now that I realize the significance some of those of those things, I would um, encourage, you know, individuals to really look at some of the either successes they've had in their lives or the things that they really feel good about when they do them and look at the results that they've gotten and examine those things to determine where they're, as you've heard this, 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 this phrase, their genius zone is, mm-hmm. you know, because I think a lot of us, um, and I was one of them just kind of poo-poo it. That's right. no big deal. This is just what I do, but no, yeah. pay attention, mm. pay attention, pay attention, you know, because there's an opportunity right about now especially now in the marketplace, the um, what I call the self-development or self-education um, revolution is happening right now. And people want to know, you know, how to do some of the things that you know how to do and they're open to it, you know, and so yeah. now's the time to actually look inside and determine, hmm, what is it that I'm passionate about that I think can serve other people? And, and, and begin to peel back the layers. And if you need support in doing that, then begin the process of looking for the support that you need because the support is out there. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. That's wonderful. I, I agree with you, you know, that people really need to look at where their passions are, but also their, like you say, People just do things naturally, but they're gifted. I mean, that's why your friends, your clients, that's why they come to you because that is kind of your zone of genius, right? That, and to recognize what that is and, um, and then leverage it, you know, look at the other future, future, you know, potential or opportunities to share that knowledge with other people. I see it also as a way of giving back. De- definitely, because there's many who are caught in the um, corporate matrix, I call it. Mm. And, you know, 
<laughs> I this because I've been through this so many times. You know, you go through the performance reviews, and I, which I always thought was so ridiculous, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my there. poor friends who are still in the matrix, <laughs> I, I pray for them, okay? <laughs> I am trying to help them out, you know, to yeah. get out of yeah. it, but there's always kind of all contingencies the wife, the children, mm-hmm. the matter mm-hmm. but the, the reality though is is that there's an opportunity for not everyone but there is an opportunity for a certain type of person who can do much better when they have the freedom to do it on the terms that they want to do it on and those are the people you know who will make the biggest difference in the world and god bless the you know the corporate types because we need them. There's no question yes. about that. Like we need other types of, of, of workers. No questions, hands down. But if there's something inside you that says, oh, man, this is a drag or I love what I do, but there's so many limits. Those are the type of people who need to look really, really deeply inside to determine, you know, what their future, you know, what they want their future to be and then begin taking the steps to get there, you know, because it's possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. I love that. <laughs> well, Jeanette, I, uh, I so appreciate you spending some time with us uh, today. I, I really appreciate having the chance to uh, chat with you more and loved having you on the show. So I thank you for being here and um, look forward to hearing when your seminar is <laughs> so we can all uh, meet up at the spa in Arizona. <laughs> well, I've enjoyed this this time with you and um, I, I appreciate you inviting me to be your guest on your show. Uh, this is fabulous. I mean, I have read up about you and you're doing fabulous things as well. So it's great to, you know, make the connection, you know, with you. And um, if I ever have any real estate questions, I'm definitely going to move past everyone and ask you the question, because um, that's an area that I've never gotten into the real estate area, you know, to be quite frank, outside of personal properties that I've owned myself. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Jeanette. Catch up soon. Okay. We'll do. Thanks so much. Take care. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, you can reach me directly at secretsofsevenfigurewomen.com. Thanks for listening.